And our scripture reading this morning comes from Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 through 18. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. This is the word of the Lord for us. So we are blessed this morning to have as guest speaker our very own Ivan Miller. Uh, He is chairman of the board of Servanthood Ministries. He's been blessed to be a part of many different ministries uh, and opportunities over the years. So Ivan, if you would, come and join me on the stage. Uh, Ivan has lots of stories of God's faithfulness, and so we're excited to hear him share today. Uh, You're probably familiar with Newgrounds Cafe in Walnut Creek. He's been involved with that since its beginning. Uh, And again, he's seen God work both in ministry and in his personal life. He has powerful stories of God moving in the lives of those who are willing to be used by him. Ivan says, the key to remember is that it takes each of us using and maximizing the gifts that God has given us to achieve his ministry. So let's give a warm welcome this morning to Ivan Miller. Bless you. You want to talk about Valentine's Day? How much money did you say Americans spend? $20 billion each year. $20 billion. <laughs> Well, so I have a question for you. If we spend $20 billion for one day to tell the person that we love them or show them that we love them, how much money do you think we spend the rest of the year doing the same thing? You ever think about that? Like, well, we should probably go there very far, but um, sometimes I think we treat God like that. That's what I was thinking about when I sat over here is sometimes when we go to church, it's kind of like we're telling God that we love him and then the rest of the week we forget that we love him. Um, So I'm not going to tell you a lot about uh, new grounds or servanthood ministries, but just so that you know, um, we've been very blessed to be part of servanthood ministries and new grounds cafe for almost 20 years. And the really cool thing about it is from the very beginning, this is the one thing that God shared with us very vividly was that if we ever get to the point that we take any honor or glory for anything that's happening, he's done. And so as I share the story, my goal would be to just share God's stories. Uh, Servanthood Ministries is just a nonprofit for New Grounds Cafe. We have hopes and dreams. Maybe God is going to want to do some other things. But some of you, uh, we were part of the, this Sunday school class called the Voyagers 20 years ago. And, and I hadn't realized until I went back and started looking at all these pictures of what everybody did. And so the whole thing came back in that it takes every one of us. And so, you know, I'm pretty old and sometimes I forget things. So I'm going to tell you that if you want to see some memories, I'll be in the gym after, after church, 
and show you some memories. And, and for those of you that don't remember Teresa and Ryan, and, and, and anyway, your pictures are in the album and they're gonna be on the screen. So thank you. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to share this morning. Thank you for the opportunity that I have to just thank you for being part of this whole project from the very beginning. And just recognizing, first of all, that it does take just ordinary people. But an amazing God can have all these things accomplished. And so the first thing I want to do is clear up a couple misunderstandings. Is that okay? Well, so a guy called Ryan, uh, John called me and said, would you be willing to share on February 13th? And I'm thinking it's Valentine's weekend. And, and I said, okay, but I won't have to preach or have a message or anything, right? I just get to share God's stories, and he agreed. Well, the next thing I knew, somebody called and said, hey, I hear you're going to preach. And a little bit later, I got a text from somebody, hey, are you going to share a message on February 13th? And I keep saying, no, I don't have a message. But then I realized I actually do have a message. And so I'm going to... What I actually told John was that if I can share some stories and ask some questions, then I'm going to be okay. But you know what my wife normally says when I ask questions? I'm not open for questions right now. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to ask you guys a question. Are you okay with me asking questions and expecting some of you to respond some of the time? You want to raise your hand? If you don't want me to ask questions, keep your hands down because you won't have to listen, Okay. Well, if we get that out of the way, then we go back to realizing that God is the heart of everything we do. But we have to choose him. So we look at uh, Colossians 1, what we read this morning about, you have to believe these two things. You have to believe that God really did create everything. And then this Romans 8, 28 is really complicated for me because... It says something. I'd like to just read it if you're all right with that. Um, Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Do you believe that? And I will tell you the stories that I share. This, that verse is as complicated for me as it is for anybody. You know, you know when I realized, well, I went to the bathroom and there was this picture there when I was going to the bathroom and it had my picture on it. And then I realized that if you make it to the bathroom and you don't put God first, you're going to be in trouble. So here's the message that I want to leave with you. You have to believe that God created everything. You have to believe in the redemption story, which is Romans 8, 28. And then this message that I want to share with you is just a, in a nutshell. It's God created each one of us. God loves me, us, so much that he was willing to send his only son to die on the cross. But then he also broke the chains of sin and death when he rose from the grave. We also get to believe that. And then we have an opportunity to go live with him for eternity. 
You know what the really cool part about it is? When he went back to heaven, he sent his personal guide. He also gave us a handbook full of stories and guidelines. But the really cool key is all we really got to do is believe the stories. You really have to believe the stories. But when you believe the stories, then you also recognize that there's one other thing you need to do, and that's you have to be willing to accept Jesus or invite Jesus into your life. And it's not really complicated. There's no secret passwords. There's no payments that you have to make. You just have to believe. But then this really complicated part is he asks us to have him first and to love others and do things to help others in this crazy journey of life for the rest of our life. That's the message. It's a really, really simple message. And there's no do-overs. Like, if you didn't make this decision, like John said, there's a prayer team here. If you didn't make this decision before today, today's the day. Don't beat yourself up because you didn't do it before. Just decide to do it today. That's how simple the message is. But you can't be selfish about it. You have to be willing to do it. So, can I ask questions now? So, how many of you were here 20 years ago? Cool. There's a lot of people that are younger than 20, aren't there? Or just didn't come to MCA. So, I'm not going to ask you a lot of questions, except this next one is, is kind of a complicated one for me. Have any of you ever got to the point... Well, you guys know this life is crazy, right? I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff. We talked about Jim, and there goes my water bottle. You know what my biggest fear is about a, a, a see-through podium? You can see when I get nervous, and I do. I mean, I'm, you, you can't hide anything. And we're talking this morning about a, a, a bulletproof one, but I'm not sure... If this isn't maybe bulletproof, but you can still see through it. So anyway, have you ever wanted or wished for or just asked God if there wasn't some way that he would come and sit beside you and answer the questions that you have just today? Just once. So I got a crazy story. In the Bible, there was this, call, this guy called Zechariah. And he was an old guy, a little older than me. He'd been a preacher all his life. He was one of the Levites called by God. There was 17,000 of them. He got called, possibly the only time. Don't hold me to all this. John can verify if it's true or not later. But he got called to serve in the temple. So he's serving the two weeks, maybe the only time in his life. And he's in the temple, in the holiest of holies, the closest place you're going to get to God on earth. And he's making, doing sacrifices. And an angel appears to him, right? And the angel tells him this story about that his wife is going to have a kid. And here's what he says. Are you kidding me? Don't you know? Now, you know, this isn't actually in the Bible like this. My wife is too old to have a baby. And you know the end of the story. He doesn't actually leave it there. He's, this is the angel Gabriel that was standing beside God and tells him that. The next thing he says, so 
can I at least have a sign that this is going to happen? And the angel said, sure can. You're not going to be able to talk for nine months. And then there's this story about a girl probably somewhere between 13 and 17. The age doesn't matter, but the same angel comes and talks to her. And her name is Mary. And he says, you're going to have a baby. And she's thinking, you're kidding me. I'm still a virgin. I'm not married. I'm not. What's all this going to do? And what was her answer? So tell me how it's going to happen. And that's the story. Here's my story. I've prayed for God to just show up just like that. And we were talking, Fran and I were talking about that when we went to bed the other night. And, and I don't know for sure exactly what happened, but God showed up. At one o'clock in the morning, what do you think he said? You forgot to set your alarm. It changed my life. You know what would have happened if I wouldn't have set my alarm? We were so busy talking about him showing up, I forgot to set the alarm. If I wouldn't have set my alarm, my day would have changed because I had an early morning meeting. Everything would have changed. That's the story. So many times I'm looking for this great big thing for God to do when his spirit is inside of me doing all of these things on a regular basis and I miss them. And I forget to thank him. So that's the God story. The, the interesting part about uh, Newgrounds, I will tell you that if you decided that you wanted to go and see it, it's kind of like the pictures aren't really good. 18 years ago, we didn't have all this enhancement stuff, and so the pictures that you see have kind of been enhanced, but you'll still remember the faces, and so it's kind of like it ought to be. It's like the story about God. God's in the forefront, and we should be in the background doing whatever he asks us to do. And so you see the picture of Newgrounds. In this case, it was Walnut Creek Cheese. There were some things that happened um, in, in around 2000 where there was a bunch of guys that had been praying, and then four of these guys, they decided on a name. They called themselves Sold Out. And they went out deciding, you know, this cra- kids do crazy stuff sometimes. They decided to take a faith journey and see if God would actually do what he said. And so they went out in a vehicle, and they decided to go wherever anybody would invite them to talk and, and not take a lot of money along. And one time they were at a gas station, and they were out of money. I think they had five bucks for gas, and they didn't know for sure what they were going to do after that. I won't tell you the detailed story in case somebody knows it better than me. But they sat there in their vehicle praying, and all at once a guy walks up and asks them if they need anything, and they say, well, they didn't have enough money for gas. And he ended up paying their gas, and their whole journey was just like that. That was the story that happened in 2000. And again, I'm not going to go into a lot of details. You get to read the story if you're interested in it. The bigger part of the story that I would share with you is the story of the cross. You're going to see a brochure like this back there. But the story is on the picture. Um, There's lots and lots of stories there. But the story of that cross is... um, And again, I should tell you that I'm not going to tell you all these things that God did in sequence, but this cross was a cross that a young couple made together after they decided to get married. 
he worked at a place where there was a lot of scrap wood. And it was like barns where you tear it apart, the rough lumber, and then it's, it's re- they, they took this scrap and made a cross. And I'm not going to go into the whole story. You get to read the story back there. But the true story is what the sacrifice that God was willing to make on the cross for us is still a part of the story today. We have to sacrifice our life in the same way that Jesus did. A couple stories that go along with that. You see the little black table there in front of you? That was the table that was inside the Walnut Creek Cheese Building where we sat around and prayed. And when these guys came back from from their sold-out trip or this trip they were on, we realized that when they came back, that it, well, I shouldn't, I'm, I'm, let me go back one step. I forgot this part. When they came back, they decided to have a rally at a chicken coop in Walnut Creek. And these were kids. Do you know how many kids showed up at this rally every night? Somewhere between two and 300 kids. We still don't know how many kids made their first time commitments to God during that time. But it was an amazing story. Kids talking to kids, it changed everybody's life. And some of us old people realized that we should be doing things to help. And that's how the whole idea of praying and talking about what God wanted us to do. Anyway, to narrow it down, uh, we talked to Mark Collins about the building and he gave us permission to go in. And the rest of the story's back there in the book, but we sat around that table and prayed. We also, you'll see some pictures if you go back there. We also ate cream sticks and we did other things around that table. But that table is the center of the idea of what God did at Newgrounds. And then on the wall, you can't see it very good, but it's in the right-hand side. Those are, those are hinges from our old freezer. And the story is, you guys like having backups like some form of security at least, right? Especially if you're in business at all, it's really nice to have an extra money back. Well, early on, we had somebody give us an $8,000. We had more than we needed to make payroll. We had $8,000 to put in the bank. And we had up to that point prayed pretty much for every payroll. You know, so it's really cool to have $8,000 in the bank so that we don't have to pray quite so hard. What do you think happened? The freezer broke. That's why the hinges are there. We bought a new freezer. How much do you think the freezer cost? (laughs) $7,845. Yeah. So at that point, we knew that God was going to take care of us, but he didn't want us to plan ahead. The other story that goes along with that is, um, you'll see a picture of a a rainstorm. And so the roof leaked while we're doing all the inside work. And we needed to put a new roof on. Mark said he would pay for the shingles if we got the labor to do it on a Friday night. We tore the roof off. Now the forecast was for rain, but remember, If you have volunteers that are willing to help you do things, you probably ought to do it, right? So we prayed first around the table, and we felt like we should go ahead. So we tore the shingles off on our Friday night and got the tar paper back on. The next day, 
the forecast was for rain. And I will tell you that it rained everywhere. It rained in Charm, it rained in Berlin, it rained in, in uh, Trail, it rained everywhere around. And you'll see the, the guys right there in the front. The, the, when the person was putting the last piece of ridge cap on, just so you know I'm not making it up, you can see that it's cloudy, right? It's a God story. The last person was, the rest of the guys are getting off the roof, the last person putting on the last piece of ridge cap right there in the front, before he got off the ladder, he got drenched. The roof was on. Those are the kind of amazing stories that I can share with you. And it's kind of like this morning, you know, I looked up at the, the clouds. I couldn't even see the moon and the stars this morning, but I had faith that they were there. Some of these stories are just stories that I get to share with you of what God did. Uh, I have a lot of stories, but they told me that I probably shouldn't be here all morning talking to you. Some of you might leave for lunch. And so I'm trying to keep it short. So I, are you okay if I go to the end and then share what God's doing now and then I fill in some stories in between? Are you guys okay with that? Okay. So God's still not dead in 2020, even though it felt like it with COVID and all the craziness and 2021. So after all these years, what our, our goal was from the very beginning was, I don't know if you've ever read Ezekiel 37, 1 through, uh, uh, 1 through 14, but it's a story about those dry bones. And that was our vision for New Grounds. How could we help God with the dry bones? Is there anything that we could do and in our community, you know, there's an awful lot of churches, there's an awful lot of people professing to be Christians that maybe are just kind of like the dry bones. It's not all come together yet. And so we had really hoped that we could be, help the churches draw together. And from the very beginning, there's been anywhere from eight to 10 churches and some businesses that have helped support us. And I will start off by telling you today, we still don't have any money extra. But in 2020, um, it was kind of cool, right? We needed a new pizza oven, and we needed a new espresso machine, and a POS system. That's what we thought we needed. And then in March, COVID showed up. And everything shut down. It was complicated. We ended up doing carryout, and I won't go through the whole story, but it ended up with being short of help and everything. And so Guess what we ended up buying instead of the, the first three that we thought we needed? We bought a new dishwasher because the dishwasher was going to replace at least quite a number of hours at the end of the night when people had to clean up and we could have clean dishes all the time with one or two less people. And what my first thought was, you're an idiot. Why didn't you buy a dishwasher from the beginning? but we never thought it would fit in. Now this new dishwasher fits in there perfectly. And then the other thing we really found out that we needed, our POS system was really bad. And we got, were able to, with the $25,000 that God gave us, we were able to buy a dishwasher and a POS. In 2021, that left the espresso machine and the oven, right? 2021, we had a chili cook-off and we needed $7,000 to buy an espresso machine. How much money do you think we got? Anybody want to guess? $7,000. Yeah, not more. We still had to pay for the grinder beside. 
but we got $7,000, and then a little bit later on, somebody offered a, or sent some more money that we even hadn't told that we really needed, except we still need a pizza oven. And so God's not dead today any more than he was 20 years ago, and the stories that I'm going to get to share in between time here are just some of the evidence. One of the things that we wanted right, right from the beginning, we were thinking that we would really be cool if we had some Amish ladies helping us out, or guys. What do you think happened now? We have an Amish lady as an assistant manager, and her church wants to be part of the chili cook-off, the next one that we do. What do I know? So the stories, these, these stories that we keep sharing are, they're really just God stories because there's no way. Almost nothing that I had thought would happen, happened right away. The time frame was always like, we prayed for three years before God gave us the building. We prayed, we prayed for a new roof. Uh, the the uh, shingles that we put on when you've seen that picture, um, we prayed for a new roof uh, because the, the, a storm came along and tore that off. And then the insurance company ended up giving us money for new roofing and we ended up putting metal roofing on and it didn't leak anymore. The, the stories just keep on going. The other part of the story is that there's a, we have a story about handicapped vans. And, and this is one of those stories that involves numerous people, including our mechanic at the Kime Lummer. And so we thought if we had a van that we could offer the community to take people with handicap physical challenges to whatever, viewings or doctor appointments or whatever, that would be a really cool thing. And, and I had an idea that there would be a lot of people that would volunteer to drive the van and, and we'd have these retired people that won't have anything else to do and they would want to do that. That was my idea. And I found out that if we, like, we were going to convert a van instead of buying, you know how much a handicapped van costs if you want to buy one that's already set up? Yeah, a lot. Anyway, so we found this van. I found out that we couldn't find out how much it's going to cost to retro it unless you had the van. So we bought a van at a really good price. Looked everywhere and then found one in Millersburg. Isn't that just normal? Anyway, we bought the van. And the morning that we got the van, I gave it to our, guy, our maintenance guy or our mechanic and said, could you find out how much it's going to cost to buy the kit to put in there? And at 9 o'clock in the morning, he goes, Ivan, he said, you're not going to be very happy. I said, why is that? And he said, well, if we want to buy a kit and have it installed, it's going to cost us $30,000. That was more than we paid for the van. And I'm thinking, God, I have no idea what you're going to do. And I said, well, Wayne, let's just pray about it. And... I think it was 7 o'clock that night after I had gone home, he called me back and said, you're not going to believe what I just found. And I said, yeah, I am. He said, I just found one of these kits on eBay for $1,500, and I'll put it in for you. So that first picture of that first van that you saw was, is like, that's a miracle van. It's helping a lot of people go on vacation. It's helping people go to doctor's appointments. It's helping people in all kinds of ways. Like, uh, I've got a guy that's using it tomorrow. 
that his wife is paralyzed. Similar to what you, uh, Jim Mast is struggling right now because he has a tumor in his spine and it's shutting off all the nerve endings. And she's similar to that. So he's taking her to do that. But here's the crazy part of this story is, you see the other van? Some guy came to us after we had gone through all this crazy stuff with the first one and said that somebody donated him and his wife a new van and would we be willing or interested in having their old one? Now think about it. Why couldn't God do that at the beginning? We wouldn't have had to go through all of that stuff. But now we got two. And the little one is really cool because you press a button, the gate opens up, and it's really easy. Anybody can do it. That's the van story. Um, There's another story that is really, really crazy. Um, How many of you have been to Newgrounds? Can I ask you that? Okay. So you know when you walk in the door on the left-hand side where the booths are? There's a cannabis that used to come all the way over to the door. And if you go back here and see the pictures, then you'll see how it was set up. One day, our cleaning lady was in there. And she went over to the very first booth. And she reached in, like we have some little flowers in the back. She reached in to wipe underneath that. And the cannabis came crashing down. Thousands of pounds of slate and roof came crashing down, knocked her into the booth area, under the table, and cut off any means of escape. And she's laying there. Our manager at that point, I was in a meeting, and our manager was down uh, talking to some guys in Dover about if they would be interested in supporting them, and we were also looking at helping them do some of their things. And he didn't answer his phone, and she's there, stuck, can't get out. As luck would have it, guess who showed up? The exterminator. And guess who he had with him? A helper. They had the key code to get in the door. They came in the back door, and the two of them were able to lift the roof enough so that she can get out. And before the end of the day, enough people showed up to put everything back in place, cut the roof off, and everything got put back in place. We were able to open up the next day. You guys know it wasn't luck, right? Not one person got hurt. If that roof would have fell down, like it knocked every table that was in a row there, there was chairs sitting along there, it knocked the chairs down, hit the table, didn't bust any tables, but it just made a total mess. And God helped us clean it up. And nobody got hurt. So the, the two things that have happened from the very beginning that are still happening today is dry bones are still coming back to life. And God is doing amazing things. And the fact is, it has nothing to do with me. It's everything has got to do with God. There's a lot of more stories that I could share. The one little one, you know, in the very beginning, it got designed to be a place for young adults. We wanted to reach out to the community, but we were, it was full. Sunday Night Live was one of the, the number one things that was happening. Some of you were there. We used to have 100, 150 kids, and, and I was thinking, you know, then, then the little kids would show up, 
I didn't make a mess, and then the older ones weren't happy, and it was just, anyway, we told, we were thinking that we should tell the parents that we're not babysitters. And guess what, what's happening today? And I don't have any pictures to show you, so you just have to believe me. We have Nehemiah. I don't know if you know about Nehemiah Bible release time. <clears throat> but on an average Friday, we have anywhere from, like, they have Chestnut Ridge. All of the kids in the whole school from one through six show up there. They read them Bible stories. And they do an off-site Bible study with these kids. And a number of those have given their life. So my idea was for a place for old people like me and younger adults. And now God's using kids as well. So here's the wrap-up. Everybody has a God story. Every one of you have a story that you could come up here and share. But you know what? Every one of these stories would also make a difference in somebody's life if you were willing to share it. Just two little highlights that I'd share with you at the end is one thing, like the place got created intentionally to be like a bar. You know, a lot of people go to bar not because they want to drink beer. They go to bar because they're lonely. They want somebody to talk to. So we intentionally created it like that. Some of us knew what that felt like. You go to a bar and eat peanuts and drink beer because you don't have anything else to do or because you don't know what you're going to do. So it was created like that. Out of that whole concept, it's kind of cool that I'm sharing this on Valentine's Day because somewhere between 80 and 100 couples ended up meeting at Newgrounds and ended up getting married so far. One of those couples ended up being our manager for a long time. And one of them is now on our board. That's a God story. Thank you for very much for letting me share. And I would be happy to chat with you if you want to see any of the videos and hear more of God's story.